So welcome to Jay Wild's first um, cooking thing, I guess. So I know most people do other mise en place, or however you say that. I'm sure I'm sure some French person will correct me, um, which is basically your food prep ahead of time. Uh, there's only a couple things that I do ahead of time today. We're going to be making something a little bit harder for the first time, and it's just because I, I needed to make it anyway. So, um, and I, I do things a little differently when we have guests. So, we're going to be making lasagna today, and I'm going to leave this recording uh, for the most part as I wander around the kitchen. Um, so, I'll put up the recipe, and I would recommend. Um, ah, sorry, loud pants. I would recommend the uh, the pre-cut garlic if you really don't like messing with garlic. Um, I have pre-chopped like nine cloves of garlic because I I adore garlic. So um, I'm doing a double batch. So uh, I pre-chopped up the garlic and um, trying to find a particular pan. Sorry, I think I have it. I do. I have it. Yeah. Um, too many pans in my cupboard. So I pre-cut up the garlic. Um, I have not pre-opened all the cans. I should have probably done that. But most of the stuff is actually pretty simple in this recipe, which is why I like it. Um, it's from, actually my grandmother uh, came up with this recipe. So... Uh, we've been making it in my family for quite a number of years, and it is um, it is a tried and true recipe for lasagna. And I am a huge lasagna fan, which throw out to Lady V because you know she is too. So um, I first start with a, a fairly big pan because I'm doing a double recipe. Um, so I take a fairly big pan and I put the all the garlic in it off the cutting board, which you can just, if you use the pre-chopped garlic, it's like a spoon for each clove. So depending on how you like, how you like your garlic, um, will depend on how much you add. So I hold back a little bit of the garlic uh, this time because I have somebody who's not a huge fan of it. But, um, yeah, you put all the garlic in the pan. You want to add, um, add in the ground beef and the, uh, sausage. So I'm doing a double batch. So it's normally one pound of ground beef and a half pound of sausage. Um, I'm doing two pounds of ground beef and a pound of sausage. So, um. a little more. While that's cooking, which I haven't put it in the pan yet, I'm saying that like it's already in the pan. I put it in the pan, <laughs> cut it open. Um, again, this is all just, you know, dump it in there, take it. I get a sleeve of sausage, like a tube, um, and just break it up with a spoon. I'm going to put it on like medium high, depending on whether you have a gas stove or an electric. Um, but you want all the sausage broken up because you're going to want that to cook thoroughly. Um, 
and then ground beef as well. And then you add, I think the recipe calls for, yep, a tablespoon of basil. So I'll add two for my double batch. So you want to add one. This really is like, okay, they say at the grocery store that um, they sell like the no-cook noodles, which I found hysterical when I started doing that because lasagna noodles by definition are no-cook. Um, if you have the right amount of sauce and the right amount of um, liquid in your lasagna and you cook it for, it holds together. It holds together so much better when you don't cook the noodles. So, um, some people are purists and don't like cottage cheese. I say to hell with them. Um, I use ricotta for a particular guest who can't stand cottage cheese. And I think it's sacrilege to use ricotta in lasagna. But that's because, you know, my grandmother always used cottage cheese. So, I think it tastes better. And most of my friends do too, so we use cottage cheese. So I put the ground beef in, and you want to get this cooking. While this is cooking, um, what I like to do, this is why I don't do all my mise en place ahead of time, is I then open up all the cans. So I actually live in the Stone Age and still have a hand can opener because, you know, that's me. Today I need two pots. Normally you just need one. Um, and it takes two cans of, oh, sorry, lids. Two cans of diced tomatoes. Now you can get the ones with like roasted garlic or um, basil, that type of stuff in it. Uh, you don't have to, but you can. Um, but it takes two cans of that and a can of uh, the 14 ounce cans, and then a can of um, tomato paste. So you just open up the cans and put them in the pot. It's that easy. Oh, I forgot to add the basil. See, even I could be forgetful. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really like lasagna is time intensive, but it's not, it's not overly hard. That's the one thing I will say. People are like, oh, it's so hard to make lasagna. It's really not. And you'll totally impress your chick if, uh, if you're able to pull it off. And then parsley, but not basil. This is why you should always keep your spice racks freaking organized. And me, I freaking love to organize shit. Why am I saying freaking? I freaking love to organize shit, but... For some reason, I hate organizing spices. I think because you pull them out all the time, they just get a mess. They're never, never where they're supposed to be. Come on, Basil. Where are you? Nope. Got bay leaves, but not Basil. Maybe it's in the other one. Uh, there we go. Basil leaves. So, um, so yeah, the meat cooks, you make up the sauce. And then after the sauce is cooked, measure out a tablespoon and a second one. There we go. The sauce is cooked to make up the cheese. It makes it a lot easier, I think, to um, to do it that way because then you're not um, 
not doing all the stuff ahead of time and then waiting around for the sauce to like simmer for a half an hour. And you could have been having something to do. So, um, let's see. What else? Lasagna in my family is pretty much food of choice uh, for birthdays, for holidays. Everybody in my family loves lasagna. I think we're part Italian, um, somewhere. The, uh, but yeah, I've, I've grown to realize that this is definitely, if I can choose any food in the world that I have to eat constantly, it would be lasagna. So, emptied both cans and one can of tomato paste into a pan, like a saucepan while the meat is cooking. I'm going to add the other cans because, again, I'm doing a double batch. So. Um, but yeah, the uh, sauce takes, a, or the meat takes a little while to cook. Because it's definitely ground beef and sausage takes a little while. You're going to end up with three different types of cheeses. Now, if you choose to commit sacrilege and wish to um, use ricotta in this, it's the same measurements of ricotta that um, are cottage cheese too. So you can commit sacrilege if you choose and uh, put ricotta in this if you don't like cottage cheese, but I won't look at you the same, I'm just saying. It will not be the same to me if you use ricotta cheese. I'm sure you can hear the meat cooking. Ah, and me fumbling with the can opener. It's so much fun. I love hand can openers. But hey, I'm a renewable energy, at least uh, for a while now. So I should renew my own energy and open the damn can. So there we go. using most of my burners today. I'm doing this in two pots. Okay. Meat is coming along. It is probably a quarter brown. And you're going to want to have a colander on hand to drain that meat. Um, you don't want all that fat from the sausage for sure. The other thing this person doesn't like that's coming to eat here, oh my gosh, um, is tomatoes. So I use a, another sauce instead of mine, which is purely tomatoes in his lasagna with the ricotta cheese. Ricotta cheese, ricottage. It's like a combination. It's a mutant form of ricotta and cottage cheese. There we go. Oh, you think I was a weakling. So this sauce has less chunks of tomatoes in it. So I figured... There. That'll make him happy. So, um, as you prep your sauce, in the recipe it has a few different spices. Um, actually, no, okay, all the spices go in the cheese. 
I forgot about that. Okay. So mainly at this point, we're just cooking up the meat and waiting for that to finish cooking before we simmer our sauce. So I'm kind of going to run through this and then I'm not going to let you actually sit here for a half an hour while everything simmers because that would be silly. So once the meat is done cooking and everything is brown, then you drain it in the colander in the sink, um, running the hot water, you know, so that the grease doesn't hurt your sink. Um, and then you would put the meat into the sauce and then you want to bring it to a slow boil. Now what a slow boil means is that you see some bubbles. Um, it doesn't have to be a rolling boil where the bubbles are making everything go because you don't want a rolling boil with tomato sauce. So you boil it until you see the bubbles. Once you see the bubbles, you turn it down to simmer, which is low. Um, and you let it simmer covered for about a half an hour. And you want to stir that um, at least three or four times while it's simmering. So like every five, five to seven minutes, you go in and stir it. Cool. So I will be back once everything is simmered, um, or it's at, as a, at the end of simmering to make the cheese, and kind of walk you through that part. So I'll, no time will pass for you. I don't know what I'm saying. I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm draining the meat now, and uh, I'm going to add it to the sauce. Make sure that your colander can catch all that garlic, though, so you don't lose it. And one with really big holes in it, where the garlic will go right through. So, and then you add, let that drain, and you add the meat to the sauce. Turn off the water now. It takes a minute to drain it. Some of these strainers have this nifty thing where um, you put kind of a lid underneath it so it stops any excess grease from going on your counter, which is kind of cool. Okay, so you add the meat to the sauce and then you want to stir it in nice and good. So I split mine between the two, but you can put it all in one. I have a lot of dishes from this though. So you stir it up and put it on the burner. Make sure it's on high, medium, high. Make sure everything's all stirred up in the air. Okay. And you want to get this boiling. So while the sauce is cooking, um, you want to make up your cheese. I always make it up in a bowl that I can put a lid on so then I can stick it in the fridge and be ready to build once the sauce is ready. And with lasagna you always build with sauce, noodles, cheese, sauce, but you end with cheese. So however many layers you have you always end with cheese. So for the noodles or for the cheese Ricotta for my mutant friend. See, that's starting a slow boil, so I can turn that one down. It had the burner that was already warmed up. 
for that one. Put the lid on it. Never leave your spoons in the pan. Bad thing. Wait for this one to go. Probably want to stir a little more often in the early parts until it cools down, unless you have a gas stove. So you don't have anything that sticks. Because the last thing you want is burnt tomato sauce. It's god awful. God awful. Okay. Cottage cheese. I'm going to Parmesan cheese and mozzarella cheese. Eggs. Um, There, that one's come to a slow boil too. So now I'll cover that one. I'm going to set my timer for half an hour. Um, I'll make my cheese and then we'll come back and build the lasagna. When the simmering is done. Just want to keep an eye on these and make sure all your sauce doesn't burn. That would be bad. Let's bring you over here to make the cheese. Ah! I go dropping you. It's not nice of me. Ah, nice thing about a tablet, huh? I can drop you. Okay, I'll stick you right there. Perfect. So, on the recipe, it requires four eggs, 16 ounces of mozzarella, half cup of Parmesan, because I always err on the side of too much, and a pound of cottage cheese. So, uh, we'll start with a pound of cottage cheese in this one, and close to a pound of ricotta in the other. Uh, I start with the cottage cheese on the bottom of the bowl, because um, it tends to make it easier to stir everything else inside it because cottage cheese is very viscous. So, be able to mix everything else a little better when it's cottage cheese on the bottom of the bowl. So, because I'm not doing a complete 50-50 split, um, it's, will get a little weird. I dropped my ricotta and of course cracked the entire thing. So, to peel off the plastic on a broken container is really fun. Okay, there's ricotta, which comes out in one big lump. How that can be good, I don't know. We pause to stir. You might hear them rolling around a little bit. Oh, I didn't turn that one down. That's why. That would be why. I need to turn that down. Cottage in one, ricotta in the other. I'm going to add 
just a little bit more cottage cheese there. Yeah, the measurements that I've got are pretty good. Um, the fun part is guessing how much you need for each layer and making sure to leave enough cheese to, uh, to have some on the top because the cheese protects the noodles, holds the whole thing together. It's pretty awesome. It's not quite as hard as a souffle, I promise. It's a lot easier. Okay, so we got cottage and ricotta. Let's do the Parmesan. So you take about a half a cup of Parmesan. Measure out about a half a cup. There we go. Half a cup in each bowl ish. Okay, Parmesan done. Um, I usually add my spices at this point, so it's two teaspoons of parsley, or two tablespoons, I'm sorry. And then a little bit of oregano. Quarter teaspoon in each. There we go. Okay. I just use regular measuring spoons. Um, you can do it by guess if you're good at that. I'm pretty good. I did that with the cheese um, because I always say more cheese is better. So then it's four eggs per each. So I'm going to do four in this one. By the way, I have never learned the trick of cracking an egg one-handed. Um, I wish I'd learned it, but I haven't. I did learn in all my years of working in kitchens. I guess I've worked in a lot of kitchens. To always tap it on something flat, which is one of the reasons I like these mixing bowls, is they have a flat edge all around them. So I've done four eggs in one bowl. Stop, rinse my hands off and stir. Make sure they don't burn. Do, I'm going to do one of the eggs in this bowl and three in the other bowl. Since I'm splitting it up. Baking is science. Cooking, uh, cooking is not quite science. Baking, you have to make sure all your measurements are precise and appropriate and work perfectly for what you're doing. And I always recommend when you start cooking that you do that as well. Every time you choose a new recipe, try to follow it as best you can. Um, because sometimes it's important for those measurements. Once you start to learn how to cook, you know what you can and can't get away with. So, okay, so those are the eight eggs. Oh, 16 ounces of parma or mozzarella cheese for each one. Of course, my tablet locked. I'm going to unlock you to make sure you're still recording. Okay. There we go. Yep, still recording. Okay. I get a knife because I'm lazy. 
So, got the cheese bags open, and you mix this all up. And basically, this can be done at any point while the sauce simmers, or even after it's done simmering. Um, I just like to make sure it's done ahead of time, so when I'm ready to build, I can build. So, um, I think it makes a bit of a difference. I still have 24 minutes on the on the sauces, so it's like, why would I do this way far in advance? So there you go. So once everything's in the bowl, you just have to mix it up real well. Um, I recommend a pretty heavy-duty spoon, like a big mixing spoon, um, and just make sure to stir in all the eggs and mix the ricotta or the cottage cheese along with all the other cheeses. That egg is going to kind of bind everything together and hold it. Um, on the cheese layer. So, ah, there I go, spilling cheese. Faux pas, don't spill your cheese. Not good. Okay, so once it's mixed up, you can toss that in the fridge and uh, stick by your sauce, make sure it doesn't burn. And I will be back um, in a few minutes and we'll build our lasagnas. Okay, so now the building part. Um, you want to make sure, I always say make sure to have a paper towel nearby because you're going to get cheese all over your hands. I'm just warning you now. Wash your hands very well. Um, you want to spray down your pan. Make sure it's nice and greased. And you always start with sauce. So you put enough sauce in the pan to cover it. Not to coat it, just to cover the bottom. So it's enough that it gives it a nice base. It's not a ton of sauce. Um, then you take your noodles. You can always break them as you see fit to make them fit in the pan. But you want to cover your sauce with noodles. This one is kind of small, so three noodles cover it perfectly. So you layer them out, uncooked. Put them on top of the sauce. Then you take your cheese. And you spoon your cheese onto the sauce. And I say a third of the cheese, third of the sauce. That's kind of how it goes. Because um, <coughs> you always want to end with the cheese on top to make sure the cheese doesn't have to completely cover the noodles on each layer in between. Um, it just has to be on top of the noodles. And you want it spaced out so you get some cheese but it'll melt and cover it on its own. The top layer is what you want to make sure is covered. So then you splash sauce on top of the cheese. Kind of spread that out. About the same amount. You want enough to cover the cheese, but not. You don't want to drown it. Make sure you have enough for the next layer. Here, just spoon it out on top of the cheese. Put down more noodles. Again, I can do three. I think I'm going to be able to get one more layer out of this. So, should be good. So, then I put down another third of the cheese. I leave the bulk of the cheese for the most part for the top. 
Um, you always want to make sure to have enough cheese on top. I just can't stress that enough. Or it just doesn't cook right. So, if you're going to skimp on cheese, do it on one of the middle layers. Because it will fill in on its own. But sometimes the spoon won't spread the cheese well. you got to use your fingers. Um, this one's actually spreading quite well. So, Okay, and then you use the rest of your sauce. Um, whatever's left of your sauce goes on this layer if it's if you're almost done building. Sometimes you have a deeper pan. Um, you're going to end up with a lot of sauce on this layer, and that's okay. It will cook down through the rest of the sauce. So you blast your sauce, and then you cover another layer of noodles. On that last layer of noodles, you put the rest of your cheese. Now you make sure when you have the cheese on here that it covers the noodles completely. That's just the big thing. Make sure you cover the noodles completely. So I always say if you don't have enough cheese, make sure you have like some mozzarella on hand and just kind of fill in the gaps with that. Um, but I save the bulk of my cheese for the top. Turns out really yummy too. I'll be sure to post some of the pictures that I have of some of this. Uh, the next one I do in layers, I'll do some pictures of the of the different layers. Um, but this one, I didn't think about taking pictures of the layers, so I'll take a picture of the finished product before it goes in the oven and after it comes out. So I'll be able to post some pictures too. Okay. So that is how you make lasagna. Then you stick it in the oven. Um, and you want to bake it about 45 minutes at 375 and um, and it comes out and like the top is kind of a golden color you want the cheese melted and, and nice and crispy so but the whole thing kind of holds together really well so that is how you make lasagna folks it is not that difficult it is just time consuming um, you can also just cook up some meat add some sauce to it and slap together some stuff in between but I like my recipe. It's not hard, but it's good. So that will be the first episode of Cooking with Jay or Jay's Wild Kitchen or I don't know, some stupid name like that. We'll figure it out, right? <laughs> I hope you enjoyed and I hope you enjoy your lasagna.